Do I look fat? Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. This week, in honor of my 30th episode, I have a very special guest. She has literally supported my podcast journey from the beginning. She's a fellow podcaster, mother, and entrepreneur. My coach, burp, 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 Carla Will Maris. Hey, my love. <laughs> I like the trumpet, yes. <laughs> Horns for me all day, hello. Thank you for having me. I didn't realize it was the 30th episode. It's my 30th episode. You know I had to have Yay. you on. <laughs> That's a big milestone, though. I know, it's crazy. It's been That's... six months. It was six months yesterday, November 1st. Wow, that means you're that much closer to 50 episodes. Yeah. And then it's halfway to 100. <laughs> I love to Just see saying. it. Love to see it. It's so it's been a whirlwind. It's been a wild ride. Um for those of you who don't know, Coach Carla and that's what I call her. She is the founder of the Idea to Launch Academy, which is the program I took in order to start my podcast. So it yes. literally gave me all the tools I needed. Um it was amazing and well, you're just starting your last one for for 2020, right? You just started your last course. The last for a period intensive course. Mm, you're not doing so it. So now it'll only be, well, it'll still be there, mm-hmm. the launch of practice in 30 days, but it'll be the self-paced course only. Which is what I did. So it was amazing. Right. Guys, mm-hmm. you should definitely it's the same still course, check it out. The other one, it's, all the, it's the same. Mm-hmm. You just, you don't get the live and the... You don't get the live weekly stuff. Yeah. But you still get an entire um, consultation with mm-hmm. me. Yeah, that, I mean, like I said, I had purchased the the course in February. I didn't la- launch until May because it took me a little bit longer <laughs> than 30 days. But you were there Overthinking for me. Overthinking always gets people. <laughs> the 30, it's it's rough. It's rough to do it in 30 it's, days. It's very intense. So it's basically like, you know how some people go for business, like an MBA program? Mm-hmm. And it's like an intense, so it is intensive, self-paced, doing it in 30 days. You have to have the time and the dedication and the and the drive for it. You're probably investing about five to six hours a week for those mm-hmm. four or five weeks. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, the self-paced is just as good and it goes at your own pace. You could do whatever you want, how you want it, but you'll still have Carla there for your consultation. She's the yes. one who actually, so I'm going to put you on to game. I made my own artwork for my podcast. And the first one I showed her was, trash it was terrible and i was so proud of it and she was like "Mm, yeah this is cute but no (laughs) i was like cute instagram post now let's work on artwork (laughs) and she gave me all the the tips and i came and i worked i had a whole photo shoot in my house literally the night after our consultation i was like okay i'm gonna get this shit all the way together it was mid-quarantine this was all april so Mm -hmm. i was home doing nothing and i got it all the way together um so just to get back into the Do I Look Fat podcast, I like to do a little icebreaker with my guests. Okay. And for those of you who do not know, Miss Carla is six months pregnant with I a little do. bundle of joy. We're so excited. <laughs> Can't wait to meet him. Virtually, of course. You know, COVID is still out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I like Listen, to People do- don't realize that, honestly. It's, it's a lot. And they're not paying attention. And we're about to get into a second wave, but I don't want to get into all of that because it's kind of depressing depressing as fuck but let's 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 break this ice (laughs) forget about covid i like to do a little this or that situation with my guests okay Okay. so i'm gonna ask you two situations and then you're gonna tell me which one you would rather and why okay 
So the first one is, would you rather have an OBGYN who's only delivered a handful of babies or a seasoned OBGYN who insists on calling you Big Mama the whole time? Whoa. Um, So words don't bother me. Mm -hmm. So call me Big Mama all day, honey. But just have the experience, especially right (laughs) now with the amount of anxiety that I'm having over this birth. Mm -hmm. My first one was really traumatic and my first pregnancy just sucked a little bit, a lot of it. So... I'll be big mama all day. Big old mama, like giant <laughs> dinosaur mom. Call me whatever you want, but just get this baby out the way we need to in a smooth fashion. In a smooth fashion. I hear that. I mean, it can get kind of annoying, I'm sure. She was, she'll be like, push, it big can. mama, push, push, big mama. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, I hear that during the push part, you're really not paying attention to anything else. You don't, you're just in pain. Yeah. So I don't know if I would, I don't know, maybe I just cuss him out. At the point, and they would be like, it's just because I'm in pain, you know? Then I'll really let my feelings out. But at this point, I think right now, I, I'm the type of person that words don't affect me as mm-hmm. much unless it's doing something to me. So I try to block feelings that come from words. Right, yeah. Well, that's that's amazing, honestly. I need to learn that because me, I get stuck on things and I need to really just get my life together. Okay, so the next one is your partner passes out in the locked bathroom during delivery or he live streams the delivery on social media. Okay, well, we need to... Okay, <laughs> hold on. Live streams, well, which angle? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean we know this... Wax is not doing anything below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> At all. So knowing who I have, it'll probably be like live streaming facing the wall. Right. <laughs> so I'm totally okay with that. I would be freaking out if you were to pass out in a locked bathroom. Like the baby would stay stuck inside of me like or in between my the birth canal. Yeah, you'd be like, out. okay, forget about the baby for now. Can we get him out of the bathroom? Can you imagine his big ass in the bathroom locking down <laughs> passed out? I would be so ashamed. Like, is this, that, this, this is what you do? You, all, all this big man for you to be able to pass out? Big for so nothing. I would be upset. Big for nothing. Big for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I would be terrified. No, no, no. I would definitely rather him live stream and knowing who I have, I know... It's not going to show anything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you're very transparent on social media anyway. I feel like you'd be like, you know what, guys? You'll be going on live right before you're about to push. <laughs> like, okay, so Psalm is about to come out and we're just getting prepared. I didn't think about it. I might. I just might. <laughs> he's doing some tell me to shut it off. <laughs> right. He's going to be the one like, can you please? I'm going to lock the phone in the bathroom because you're doing right. too much. Okay, so the next one is, would you rather have strangers touch your belly every day or have strangers give you unsolicited parenting advice every day? Oh, give me the advice all day because it goes in one ear out the other. (laughs) Don't touch me. (laughs) Don't touch me. And thank God for COVID because I hear the stories of people touching Mm -hmm. like bellies all the time. But since I'm not around anyone ever... I haven't really gotten the chance to do that. I think there was one person recently, I can't think who it was, that asked me. They were like, can I touch your stomach? And I remember saying, yeah. So it must have been here at the house mm-hmm. or someone I like knew. But they asked first. And um, no, I would be out here just shooting people. Stop touching me. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. So when I was pregnant, I still had to take the train to work every day. And Lord. if you know New York City, they're on 168th Street on the one train. You have to literally take an elevator from the platform to the street. So everybody is in this like big elevator. The elevator is like the size of like a little room. Right. But it's it's pretty mm-hmm. sizable. And they would not care. Like people would practically I'm short. So people would practically be sitting on my belly. And I'm just like, can you please move? Do you know how many like arguments I got into on that elevator? 
I can probably imagine. It was with your mouth. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes it's not even my mouth. It's more so my face because I'm just like, are you fucking? And then I'm like huffing and puffing, like, uh, like oh my god, rolling my eyes. Then they look back at me and I'm like, what? Like, can, can you move? And then you have another New Yorker. You got something to say? <laughs> well, then maybe you should take a car. Well, bitch, I'm doing this, and I can just imagine <laughs> just shit flying from there. Listen, New York was so scary for me at some points. I'm like, everyone is just fucking angry all the time. Well, I mean, I. We are. We are definitely angry all the time. But I mean, think about it. We we live on top of each other. Like, we literally have no space ever. No, literally. So it's, there's, no, there's no sense of personal space. At all. At all. And then people because don't I already it. knew that. But then since you already know that, why the hell are you mad for? It's just ingrained. You're just mad all the time. So imagine if you have a day where everyone's in your face. That's just every day. Like, it's just part of you at this point. Because I, I mean, I, I knew what I was getting myself into. So I'm looking at people like, nah, y'all been doing this all the time. Get over it. Like, figure it out. But it's like, figure it out. But it's like also, people, you, you live here, so you should know to back the fuck up. So if I have to tell but there's you no to room. back the fuck up, no, no. They Make back it. up from you and then get into somebody <laughs> else's personal space. So really, they were in your personal space because they were backing up from the person on the other side. Right. So it must say pussy on my forehead. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like you're okay to get in my personal space but not the person behind you they're like she's pregnant she won't fight <laughs> okay that was when i fought the most and it's terrible stop it oh my gosh <laughs> we're not gonna go there jesus <laughs> well you know those that, that was a long, that was a long time ago we grew growth growth well yeah i was pregnant a long time ago ethan's 11 now so i was gosh. younger too so imagine let's oh yeah not, let's let's not those were the years we were you know we had to grow from <laughs> All right, we're going to do one more. Would you rather have psychotic mood swings but only gain 25 pounds or be the most lovable pregnant person alive but gain 55 pounds? Oh, I thought you were describing me at first. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I would just I would say lovable, easy, give me those 55. Because mm-hmm. you could just lose we'll them, We'll work right? on it. Yeah, we'll work on it afterwards. I'm okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll gain it. I mean, they say that you're only really supposed to gain, like, what, 15 to 20 pounds during pregnancy, which is... No, I was just told 50. What? Did they change it? They must have, because now we got French fries and burgers and shit. (laughs) But all the time. But no, my chiropractor was like, most women gain about 50 pounds. And I said, what? I've always heard 35. Mm -hmm. It's like where I've... But I've always heard. Right now, I'm at... I was about one six, about sixteen pounds, mm-hmm. and then I hear these last couple of months will be like that's when you put the most monster. weight on, yeah, the last couple right. Months. So I'm thinking I'll probably gain about thirty five. Yeah, I mean, but that's not terrible. But fifty pounds—that's a lot of weight. Yeah, the chiropractor was telling me he's like fifty pounds. Your back is gonna feel it, and I'm like, how? Where am I supposed to get the 50, 50 pounds from? I know I like to eat, but my goodness. Right. That's a lot of weight. The baby's only up two pounds. Well, your baby was only two pounds. My baby well, was no, 10. Right, <laughs> no, I'm saying right now he's only two. <laughs> I'm hoping for a six, six and a half. You, you're shooting for like, I don't know. I don't know, girl. I, Wax is a big either. guy. He's already measuring two weeks mm-hmm. ahead, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm I'm thinking your baby's probably going to be in the eight pound area. Oh, come on. Have some compassion on my pussy. (laughs) 
<laughs> so did you have a c-section the first time i did okay. i'm technically a virgin shout out to same me. here i didn't push out my 10 pound baby <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to push out a fucking toddler definitely not me he was in the hospital he was able to like lift his head like while he was laying on my chest in the okay, hospital superhuman. yeah he was so Stop. big i you know he's ready for school put him in pre-k but it was great because I was so scared of like, you know, when you put on the onesies or whatever, their little arms. I'm like, I'm going to break his little arm. Not him. He was sturdy as fuck. Like, I'm like, oh, you're Just good. Thick. Come here, little thick baby. <laughs> so sturdy. <laughs> it was wild. But his father is like 6'3". So he was 23 inches long. Like, he was a big, he was a big kid. Sheesh. Grown. But he was also two weeks late. So there's that point. Yeah, like I said again, he was ready for school. <laughs> sure was. Okay, so we're going to get into our first segment, which is Eat Your Heart Out, right? And it's where we talk okay. about diet trends and things of that nature. So today, because I have the lovely Carla Wilmaris on her sixth month of pregnancy, we are going to talk about creating a pregnancy diet. So as per WebMD, yeah, good nutrition during pregnancy and enough of it is very important for your baby to grow and develop you should consume about 300 more calories per day than you did before becoming pregnant so although nausea and vomiting during the first few months of pregnancy can make this difficult you want to try to eat a well-balanced diet and take your prenatal vitamins so there's a couple of things that they recommend, right? So again, you want a well-balanced diet of grain, veggies, fruit, dairy, and protein. You want to take your prenatals, um, foods rich with iron to build up your blood supply, such as spinach and beans. Um, Yum. Also, have you heard of iodine? Having to intake a little bit more iodine during your pregnancy? What, what's an iodine? Chlorine? So, I mean, there's iodine like in salt, right? Oh, yeah, that's where I've seen that before. You're so smart. <laughs> I was like, iodine, was that the stuff you put in the pool? Right. Okay. So Got they it. say that that helps develop the baby's brain and nervous system as well. Um, vitamin C and folate are also great, as well as vitamin A. But we're going to talk about the things you have to avoid, which is damn near everything. <laughs> what I got to avoid? While you're pregnant? Well, first of all, mm -hmm. you have to avoid alcohol. We know this. I know you're struggling. Oh, my gosh. I'm sh listen, we know that. We don't got to talk about this. We can skip right through that portion. It's depressing. <laughs> Limit caffeine. So you're not supposed to have so much coffee. Things with caffeine. Yes. Tea, chocolate is another one. Chocolate is cocoa. It's a fruit <laughs> and vegetable coming from a tree. Not a fruit and a vegetable that comes from a tree. Both of them. Okay. I mean, you know, if you say so, I'm not going to argue with a pregnant person. It's plant-based, isn't it? It's like, vegan. Uh, vegan? <laughs> um, the one that surprised me was the use of saccharin, which is like um, a sugar substitute. Oh, like equal and yeah. Splenda and all that? I have heard that. I never used mm -hmm. it, but yes, I've heard it. So they say that that can actually cross the placenta and may remain in the fetal tissues. And what does it do? It can harm the baby, I guess. I don't know. Some people's parents used a whole lot of Splenda. Listen, I mean, it, it makes <laughs> sense. Because when did Splenda and all that stuff come out? Like early 90s? Some of yeah, these yeah. millennials are kind of off. Mm -hmm. That's millennials. My mother must... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My mother only drank, used the raw sugar. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, you know, I when I think about coffee, honestly, the caffeine one... 
I have chosen to drink chai teas and coffees. Uh, like in the morning, I'll have a small cup of coffee or I'll have my coffee. Not every day, probably about three now, about three times a week mm-hmm. to four times. The whole first tri- trimester, I didn't. I like stayed away from it. But I have terrible ADHD. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy is making it even worse. So I can't concentrate on shit. Right. I feel like I'm not productive. Like I, it's just been so hard for me. So if I wake up and I have a cup of chai tea latte or I have a cup of coffee, um, I can concentrate a little bit better and it just gets my day going. And I talked to the doctor about it and she's like, just in moderation, there's a certain amount of milligrams. It should be your intake for the day and don't pass it. So instead of having that huge cup of coffee or my Adderall, mm-hmm. I'll just have like, you know, a regular cup and start my day. I mean, that's good. It's, being pregnant is so hard and I give it up to you because you're very transparent on the hard parts of Mm. the pregnancy because everyone is always you know happy and glowing these glowing (laughs) fake ass bitches on the gram I am over every single one of them over it I mean they're beautiful don't get me wrong and they look so great and they're just so fake happy but I'm like there's no way there's no way you're that happy you have your child's gonna be bad as hell that's it you're never gonna see the (laughs) Right, if they because didn't bother you while you was while you was baking them, they're gonna bother you while they're out. I don't even but care. But there's no way they have to be lying. We're talking about your skin issue. We're talking about just being miserable, the pain, constipation, hemorrhoids, heartburn, headaches. Like it's just like, where where is this at? While you're showing me the new dress you got from Amazon, like stop it. <laughs> the, it was that when they took the picture of the new dress on Amazon, it was the ten minutes during the day where they were okay. Had to have been. Had to have been. Because if not, you're superhuman. <laughs> so the other day you were on live and you were talking about how you wanted this tuna fish sandwich, right? I'm bringing up the tuna fish sandwich debacle. Oh, yes. <laughs> tuna. And you were stressed because when you got the tuna fish sandwich, it was wrong. Girl, I was beyond stressed. <laughs> I was pissed. It took everything in me and a lot of years of therapy to not throw that tuna sandwich at this man. So let me tell you a story, right? So I don't know if you remember, again, this was 12 years ago at this point, right? I, was it Canada Dry, the ginger ale, was coming out Mm -hmm. with like a new campaign or whatever. So their commercials was like, oh, made with real ginger, right? I'm not a big ginger ale person, but like my mouth salivated at this like one particular commercial. (laughs) And I was like, I want ginger ale. I was like, this looks amazing. I want it right now. So I call Ethan's dad at that point. And I was like, hey, when you're on, when you're on your way home, bring me some ginger ale. So did his dad change? No, no, no. It was his dad at that point. point. And then at this point. (laughs) Today, he might be his dad. Tomorrow, we don't know. Maybe Wednesday, we'll go back to him being the dad. You know, whatever. Um, It's on a a case-by-case, day-by-day basis with me Gotcha, gotcha. Um, So I had texted him. and I was like, hey, you know, pick me up some ginger ale. I want Canada Dry. I was very specific in saying that I wanted Canada Dry. That motherfucker bought Seagrams. He fucking did bring Seagrams. No. I... (laughs) I literally was so mad. I started to cry. And I'm literally like a whole water baby, like hyperventilating. I can't breathe because I'm like, you don't love me. You, I told you I wanted Canada Dry. And he's like, but it's ginger ale. And I'm like, but it's not made with real ginger. It was the real ginger from the TV that I wanted. That is what the baby wants. I don't understand what, what these men, they, don't, they don't get it. 
they don't get the hormones they don't get get that when you want something you just want it and it's so it's ridiculous it really is ridiculous i think it's the emotional aspect of it like the fact that i didn't get it myself because i sent him to panera to get my stuff and he got himself food from somewhere else i was on facetime with him in the Mm drive-thru As he's ordering, but I already know Panera. Panera has 37 types of different breads. You can't say sandwich bread because they'd be like something pumpernickel, whatever. And I'm just like, nigga. <laughs> sandwich bread. The white bread with the crust that you can take out if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's all I want. So I tell he's like, I said it, and I'm like, I need you to verify this. And at the window, tell them again. And while he was ordering, I'm like, say it again, please. And he's just dismissing me. I'm like, say it again. She's like, I'll check it when I get up there. All right, I'll call you back. I'm like, all right, get me a cookie, keep it mm-hmm. moving. He gets home and it's like I sit him down, I get him ready, to, you know, with his food. I get my food and I'm crisscross applesauce on the couch, <laughs> turn Netflix on, oh brought our God. drinks, and I unwrap this and it's the wrong bread. Oh my goodness. I just looked at it. I'm like, I told you. And just I threw the bread down instead of like throwing it at him and just ran to the room and slammed the door. <laughs> the slamming the door means don't come in here, don't talk to me. We're not on speaking terms. And then I ordered Subway. Mm-hmm. On Uber Eats, and I'm like, well, Subway will bring me whatever the fuck I say right. to bring me. and which is, But it's not what I wanted. I wanted Panera. And um, he, like, 15 minutes later, I'm waiting for Subway, and he hits me up, and he's like, hey, um, your sandwich is next to the soup, the new one. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know he left to go change the sandwich and came back. He must have been stressed out. <laughs> he was like, she's going to leave. He she's was- in there packing her bags. <laughs> like, she's going to leave me off of this tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> And I was so grateful that he went to go get it, but I was still upset. But then as I'm eating my sandwich, I remember being on live and now I had calmed down. I stopped crying and I'm waiting for Subway to get here. I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat tuna all day. Did you know that I never noticed Subway canceled my order on Uber Eats and I never even knew? Oh my God. So if he wouldn't have went back to go get that sandwich, I would have never had the Subway one either. And this house would have been <laughs> World War Seven. You hear me? Three, four, five, six, and seven. Oh my! First of all, not even being pregnant, I would have been tight. Like, could you right. imagine? You're waiting. You're hungry. You're waiting for your food. The first time it's hungry wrong. As fuck. Then you order from somewhere else, and they just cancel it. You don't know. You don't get a phone call. Nothing. Can I get a notification Uber Eats that you canceled my shit? Come on, bro. And the worst part about it is that you know I've been constipated, so I don't shit for a couple days. That morning, I took a shit. Oh, so you were hungry, you hear me? hungry. So. <laughs> I was hungry. Stomach was empty. I was on zero. Like, I needed to fill it back up. And by that time, it was like 12. It was lunchtime. I didn't eat breakfast. And I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm mad. I'm hormonal. I'm emotional. Just get me tuna. And as a matter of fact, when we're done here, I'm going to eat tuna again. As you should, because you deserve. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait now. I'm excited. With powdered donuts. Mm. Make sure, please make sure you have all the ingredients before you sit down crisscross applesauce to watch Netflix, okay? (laughs) Because I don't want to see that again. I really am just trying to save your mental health at this point because I would be flipping tables. Yeah, no, no, no flipping tables. We're going to be happy on this side. How else would you say your hormones have been during this pregnancy? Um, so I think my worst time was during the first trimester. Mm -hmm. 
it was rough. It was to a point where I'm like, I don't want this. This is not what the movies showed me. This is not what people portray, which is what the issue I've been having or I was having when I really didn't feel well. And I know that if you really do the research on pregnancy, you see all of the side effects, all of the, the, the horror stories, but that's not what you really look for. Everybody just looks at the bright picture and there's supposed to be a glow mm-hmm. and your stomach is going to be so perfect. And, you know, it's all these beautiful things. But in the first trimester, I was, I couldn't eat. I was weak. So my mental just went down the drain. And at some point I was like, do I even want this baby? Mm -hmm. Is this what I want to do? It's putting a halt on my business. It's like, I'm not productive. I have to sit my ass down. And that was really hard for someone like me that is such a hustler and a go-getter. And I'm always moving and always going. And I love to eat. Food is an addiction of mine. Food is, I sometimes love to eat more than I like to have sex. Right. I mean, that's so, valid. And, yeah, and, and I, you can get to have sex with me if you get me food, <laughs> you know? I mean, not anyone, you know? But we get into an argument, offer me food, bring me food, and you can the legs just start spreading mm-hmm. as I t- take the mm-hmm. bites. So the fact that I couldn't eat anymore or things that I usually love, I'm tasting, and they taste like cardboard mm-hmm. or like coins, that was frustrating. So that really took a toll on me. And then I remember about week fifth, 14, 15, the Lord, the light shined on me. And it was like, oh, go ahead and eat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. And But but it's it's been rough. It's, it's been rough not being able to eat and my mental health with it just declined and just emotional sometimes because I'm a thug and now I'm a crybaby. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it just brought down your thugness because you were always a crybaby. It didn't bring, it didn't make you a crybaby. It just allowed for it to be shown, okay? <sighs> It's like all the time. It's so annoying. I'm like, who is a soft bitch? What is wrong with you? And what? Oh, now you want to have feelings? Mm-hmm. Get rid. Get out of your feelings now. Suppress them. Right. But they're just coming out. But I mean, also, you never realize how much food is so like important to your mental health, right? Because you were stressed because oh you gosh. couldn't eat. Like you literally, literally couldn't keep anything down. You were sick all the time. You were hungry, probably starving. And that it does. It just does so much. So. You were sick. You had you were vomiting and all of that morning sickness. No, there was no vomiting. There was none of that. It was just I had a total food aversions. Mm. I just nothing tasted good. I didn't have an appetite. But then I was hungry. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, at some point, I'll be like, I really, really want this. It'll be in front of me, and the smell would make me sick. So what were you and doing like, to like Ugh. get past that? Because obviously, you had to eat something. Were you just forcing food down? I lost twelve pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was like carrots. Um, grapes saltine crackers a lot of water um soups like like broths Mm -hmm. stuff like that great for after pregnancy to lose some weight i'm sure (laughs) but um it was it was awful now let's hope you keep that same energy after you have the baby right you don't want to be stuffed in your face after you have the baby and then Mm, i don't know we'll find out (laughs) (laughs) because you know it's breastfeeding you have to eat good too right (laughs) it just it doesn't end it really doesn't end at all we'll see i'm not really i'm not concentrating on the scale Mm -hmm. or gaining weight at this point i'm just like let's just if i'm hungry and i want it i eat it and i try to keep it to a moderation of course right also you like you're not I mean, I know you love your M&Ms and all of that, but you're not eating mm. that all day long. No, no. I have my cheesecake that I wanted. Um, M&Ms, I'll have them here and there. But no, I like my my favorite snacks are grapes and carrots and ranch. That's amazing. That's like, yeah. are you kidding me? 
I, I really like, like, I really enjoy eating that. Like, sitting there, I just eat a whole bag of carrots. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. I don't know how healthy it is for you to eat that much carrots. But, hey. I mean, it's better than eating a whole bag of, like, Doritos, right? Like, one of those big party bags and all that shit. So, because that's definite, that definitely can happen. Well, that's what the dad is doing. <laughs> so, he stuffs his face with all the chips and burgers and french fries and all that. That is pizza all the time. That is him. Oh, boy. He has become so unhealthy eating. And I'm over here like salads with everything. He's like, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> well, here we go. Um, you recently on a live also. I feel like I know your whole life because, you know, you're very transparent. Because I share it <laughs> you all. You share it all. <laughs> um, share if you all. don't follow Carla Wimaris, follow her on Instagram because her lives are amazing. And she just, she's my bestie in my head. And that's it. Um, <laughs> so you spoke about how heartburn was a very big thing for you this pregnancy right um i did look up things that you can do for heartburn when you're pregnant and it says basically eat small frequent meals throughout the day try drinking milk before eating and limit caffeinated foods and beverages also limit spicy foods and citric beverages did any of that work it was like carla die that's all i said (laughs) like you're going to be suffering so one of the things actually during those first 14 weeks that i could eat and I can eat tons of it was um clementines mm-hmm. like mandarin oranges yeah. so I loved oranges he would give me a bag and I would just peel oranges and eat those and I was good with those so I love oranges I love pineapples I love all that that's giving me heartburn I'm a big chocolate girl that's giving me mm-hmm. heartburn um coffee so cutting all that out um I've had to do it and I've ha- I've tried it works, but eating small meals also, it's really hard because there's this thing with pregnancy. I don't know if you remember it. I don't remember it from before, but I have now, you know, everybody's pregnant. Right. Like every, everybody's <laughs> pregnant. So I have five friends and one of them the other day was like, do you have this thing where you're, you know, you eat, then you're not hungry, you feel fine. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, it hits you and you're starving. <laughs> like out of nowhere, like you haven't eaten in three days and it really does feel like that. So when they say, Eat small meals. Like, I'm not hungry. I don't have an appetite. And then all of a sudden, I want to eat a full horse. So I try to limit how much I eat. But, yeah, the the chocolate for sure gives me heartburn. I just bought fudge uh, cupcakes the other day. And I literally just put my finger in it and ate it to test it out. And I had heartburn immediately. Oh, my goodness. Right. So I have to now start learning what to stay away from. And that's the thing, right? Because it's better to prevent it other than to try to treat it once you have it because trying to get rid of it once you have it is a whole new ball game now you're miserable that that time when i was on that live crying about the heartburn it was because it had been like two straight days where it wouldn't go away and i never experienced heartburn before pregnancy I mean, i've never had heartburn so like i'm scared of it now because of you yeah you should be um (laughs) it's like this it feels like there's smoke in your chest like right up here the top of your chest and your throat it's like smoky and hot like you can literally feel the heat yeah like you could yes like it's burning and it's uncomfortable and it's just nothing you do helps it's it's an awful 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 feeling and the doctor did tell me he's like if it persists your stomach is producing too much acid so we need to prescribe you something but really i'm like i don't think it's my stomach it's just me eating things that are causing me Mm -hmm. to have more so i'm trying but i'm still drinking some caffeine and eating an occasional chocolate i mean because you also don't want to be miserable completely so i guess you're just testing your limits right Right. We're in, we're in the trial phase. Let me see how far I can take it. 
pushing my limits. Because it's either I'm going to be miserable because I'm not eating it or miserable because I ate it. So I'd rather have it and be happy right. for those, you know, five minutes or whatever have you. Yeah, I had to stop drinking oranges and eating oranges. So I, I, I'm i okay with that. Yeah. I'm low-key like a hypochondriac. So if I were to get heartburn, I'm glad you described it because I might think I'm dying. Like, I'll be like, okay, that's it. This is the end. <laughs> um, I don't think it's not like a pain like, you feel like you're dying. Mm. It's just extremely uncomfortable. Extremely uncomfortable. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And sometimes it's just a little bit, and other times it's just, like, full-blown. It's like, ah, it's there. And you're like, oh, come on, go away. So you're, like, rubbing your chest. Like, okay, feel better. No, rubbing doesn't help. Drinking water doesn't help. Like, nothing helps. Just nothing helps. And then when the tums stopped working, I'm like, okay. <laughs> now I'm immune to everything. What the heck? And you're pregnant. You can't really take much of anything. You can't take anything at all. Like, you could barely right. take Tylenol. Like, and Tylenol doesn't do shit for Right, it. exactly. So you're just screwed. That's ridiculous. And I pray for you every day. I'm not even going to lie. Because <laughs> you broke my Please, heart that day. You broke it. I was just like, oh, my God. I was a broken pregnant lady that night. <laughs> I really was. I was emotionally over it. And I was ready to cuss out anybody I saw pregnant that looked happy. <laughs> anybody. That's very petty, but I'm here for it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to get into our next segment because we're talking about our emotions anyway. And it's hard on my sleeve, right? So this segment, we just talk about real life shit, shit that we're going through, shit that, you know, we just want to learn from, whatever have you. So as I've mentioned time and time again on this show, even, you are the poster person for transparency, right? You share <laughs> all of everything that you're going through, whether it's you being a broken pregnant person crying in your car outside of Publix <laughs> or, you know, having arguments with wax over the dumbest things ever. Like, you, you're just transparent. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. That was intense. That was an intense argument. That but so intense it happens like i don't think people understand mm -hmm. like you're a real person like people have dumb right. arguments with their significant others all the time all the time it just all so time. happened that you were on live like it's and i do it we do it and then it's like right after as we're arguing he's rubbing my feet. right so it was just like we're just screaming at each other like, but uh, so but it's just we do it so often that to us, to other people, it sounds like arguing. That's why when I tell, when we started the show together, it's funny because I would get a lot of DMs at first. It's like, oh my God, relationship goals. And I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> because this is probably not your goals. Right. You know, your relationship goals might be what I had before that I hated. Mm -hmm. You know, someone who was quiet. No, now my goals was someone who understood my love language, who understood the way that I speak, my roughness, who can use certain words. Like someone calling, like him sometimes be like, bitch, this bitch doesn't bother right. me. Like this, we, we know how to speak to each other without crossing that line for us. Everyone's line is different. So yeah, I'm very transparent with it, but to the point to show that not everyone's relationship is the same mm -hmm. one and not everyone, we're not everyone's, we shouldn't be anyone's relationship goals. You should be your own relationship goals. Find someone who can compliment you, who can be there for you the way you need them to be. Yes. So yeah, that's, I get that a hundred percent. And you know, like you said, you show everything to us, essentially, on mm -hmm. the lives. And I've been trying to be more open. I was on your podcast a few months back, like in the in the beginning of quarantine. And we yeah. spoke about me being you know, like a special needs mom. And that was the first time I've ever like publicly like spoke really? about it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I went a very long time without speaking about it because it's a very, you know, it's a touchy subject for me. Of course. So I try to keep it very close 
to me. I try to um, shield him from anything. You know what I'm saying? So doing that was a very big milestone. And I look up to you being so transparent. I'm trying to be a little bit more transparent. <laughs> um, it's hard. Um, recently, I actually got some like negative feedback from talking about being like, not even talking about being a special needs mom, but just being open about what I go through day to day. And, you know, I got... Who got something to say? Tell them suck my dick. You, you can tell them louder. Okay? <laughs> you can tell them louder. Um, suck her double penis. <laughs> but I just wanted to know, because you've been doing this for so much longer than I have, how do you navigate mm. around, like, these negative comments or about just people just, like, talking about you? Um, You have to filter them mm. out. It's going to happen regardless. So whether it's in the public space or not, think about family members. Mm -hmm. They talk shit all the time, you know? And it's knowing what to engage with and what not to engage with. So when you ask me the first question on this and that, you're like a doctor that might call you Big Mama all the time. Why is Big Mama bothering you? You know? Is it because you're already self-conscious about it? Is it because, is it annoying that they keep saying the same thing over and over again? Could it be anything that they could be calling you? What are those words doing to you and how do those words affect you? So when I see negative things about me, man, I've heard it all. I've heard that I don't look like I'm in my 30s. Like, shit, I'm 30. Oh, my God. She'd be like, shit, I'm 50. Mm-hmm. She's so old. Her jawline is so this. She looks like a man. Um, what is she doing with this guy? They've talked about how what I'm doing with this broke guy who's just a security guard. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Wow. Like, I, I'm not here to prove any of these people wrong, mm-hmm. you know? I do take some time to see what. what why why are you feeling this way about me? What did I do to you or how do you feel about yourself? Mm-hmm. So really you're projecting whatever your insecurities are and something you wish you would have done. So for someone to speak to speak on you about your parenting, which I've gotten also when I went to New York, there were some people talking about how bad of a mother I was to leave her with her father. I'm like, for the first time in 14 years, like <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> it's time for her to spend time with her dad. It's time for me to, like, it was 14 years then and now I took it even further and sent her ass and shipped her off during right. COVID. You know, I hadn't done that in years and for someone, usually without mm-hmm. kids, to have something to say, I don't care. My Everyone's parenting is different. As long as I'm okay, my child's okay, she has everything she needs, I take those comments and shove them up my ass, really, and just don't listen to yeah. them. Yeah. I love what you, you have, said about you have to live hearing, your truth. you know, trying to figure out why you feel this way. And my sister actually sent me something last night, and it kind of resonates. Mm-hmm. And it says, I swell up with feelings sometimes, and I've gotten great advice recently concerning this. Turn your attention to the feeling and disregard the story attached to that feeling. So try to figure out why you're feeling the way you're feeling instead of the story Mm -hmm. attached to it, basically. So it's like, like you said, if the doctor's calling you big mama, why are you really upset about that? You're not upset at her calling you big Mm -hmm. mama. She barely knows you. Like, right. But why do you feel that way? Is it because, you know, you grew up feeling fat your whole life and and it's a trigger word for you? Like, you have to really think about why you react the way you react. Um, and another thing that you've said is that you're not afraid of losing followers or listeners, right? You're always going to be true to all. yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to lose them. And I expect to lose them because not everyone is the same is on the same journey that I, I am. Where I was two, two and a half years ago is not where I am mm-hmm. now. You know, those fears that I had then and the fears that I have now, the levels that I am in now is not what was then. So as I evolve, so does my audience. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so I can't expect someone that was still 
in that in the mind frame that I was that related to me in 2017, 2018 to relate to me in 2020 and definitely won't relate to me in 2021 if they're still there. That's true. And I feel like I I feel that way even now. And it's only been six months in. Right. So Mm -hmm. I started my podcast and my podcast had a very it was supposed to be mainly about like weight loss and all of that. But as I've continued, as I've had weekly episodes, weekly guests and things that I want to talk about, like it's transformed into something more. It's transformed into, you know, talking about how my battle with weight loss actually affects my life and the things that I that I enjoy doing. So like I'll have an episode. I had Imani. We talked about music and we talked about, you know, like sexy pictures and things like that. And I've had someone, I had a Reiki healer on here and we talked about how, you know, the feelings and how all of that can just can go intertwine with how we eat and all of that stuff. So it's like whoever started listening to me for weight loss tips, (laughs) They're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about now? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not right. even giving me any weight loss tips because that's not I've just trans I've transformed myself where I'm not looking to lose weight anymore. I'm just looking to live a healthier lifestyle with with whatever that may look like for me. But that's the beauty of your journey through a podcast is the fact that you evolve mm-hmm. and it's OK to evolve your podcast. It's OK to evolve your business. You see um, Nike or Zara or um Walmart, mm-hmm. even McDonald's, how they evolve. Have you seen these new McDonald's, what they look oh like now? Oh, my God, now? yes. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, some of them have the gourmet area. I remember Burger King back in the day was just all about having that paper hat on and whatever, and now, you know, they look completely different. You have to evolve. Mm-hmm. So your podcast, your life, your journey has to evolve. If you're telling me right now that you're doing the same thing on your show that you were doing six months ago, I would tell you you're doing something wrong. Mm. You're stagnant. Right. You know, and you have an audience and you – you serve a purpose to this audience, whether it's one person, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, a million people. You're serving an audience and through your life and your journey, you don't want to be stagnant for what? Like that's that's that sounds like misery. It does sound like misery. So how do you, as a professional podcaster and also as a coach for a podcast, right, how do you narrow down who you're speaking to? Or is it just something that comes off organically? Like are you just speaking your truth? No. So just like a business and you learned this um, in the course, Mm -hmm. there's a target audience that I have. There's a listener avatar that I have. So I have that for shit, I'm 30. And then I also have that for whatever she says. Mm -hmm. And I know who I'm speaking to and who we are targeting. So once I know who I'm targeting and what the purpose of the show is, then I know what content and what guests to bring on. You know, so... Usually about 90% of my content will resonate with the the people over and over again, week after Mm -hmm. week. So I don't try to appeal to everyone. I appeal to a certain demographic and that's who I create content for. And my business is for a certain demographic. The podcast is for a certain demographic. My Instagram is for a certain demographic, you know, and all of it intertwines sometimes, but other times they don't. And I have to know who my audience is in order to give the best um, content. No, that makes that makes yep. a lot of sense. I'm still I'm not I'm not going to say I'm struggling with it because I just feel like I have so many parts of myself that it's hard for mm-hmm. me to like zone in on one thing and just do that. So it's like I I kind of feel like I'm selling myself as a brand almost in a way. Of course. And you are a brand. Um but there's an umbrella mm-hmm. 
And then you have branches on there. You have a tree and you have branches. So what does this podcast serve you for? What does a business aspect serve you for? What is that? Like, you have to know who you're serving and you are the brand. You are the personality, but you have to just keep in mind of those people that are listening to you and what they're like. If you now all of a sudden started talking about, I don't know, cooking has to do with like weight loss. Let's say automotive mm-hmm. shit, you know, you got into, oh my God, I can do my old change. And then you want to start talking about cars. You're going to lose me. Although it's your life. Right. And it's who you are and it's the new things that you got. You done shifted way too far (laughs) left for me. And now I got to go find a different podcast to listen to. So just staying within the realm of the umbrella of uh, of what you started Mm -hmm. with and who you are. And if that shifts to cars, that is fine too. That's true. That it's okay to say now my passion is being a mechanic and the one woman mechanic and dealing and that's what my life is. Shift that way and go that way. You're not going to stay with do I look fat and the health aspects of it because that's where you started or whatever, which is where Mm -hmm. I am now. Um, You can't stick to that just because that's where you were at one point in time. Your life changed. Yeah. And you have to be willing to evolve. Evolving is key, right? You never, like you said, you don't want to stay stagnant. You want to keep on Mm -hmm. leveling up. That's the goal. Right. Regardless, some people say like, well, when do you stop? Do you ever really stop? Leveling up doesn't always have to be something no. that's wild, right? It can just be, Mm-mm. oh, well, today I woke up at eight and instead of waking up at 10 and I'm not tired, you know, like that can right. make you just feel better and that it can be an internal level up instead of something that everybody right. can see. Well, now when you're waking up two, three hours earlier, you're becoming more efficient during the day. You're getting more shit done. Now look at your business flourishing because you put an extra three hours of it in, in the morning. Or now you're working up earlier and you're putting an extra hour of working working out in the morning. And then when you see in a month later, you've lost some weight. Or now you're toning up. You know, There's all these different things that you can do. It And scaling and growing also isn't always monetary. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people look at money as like the new new level and that's not it either. Yeah. That's very true. Okay, so we're going to go into our last segment for today. Let's do it. And it's my favorite segment. And it's where we <laughs> ask, are you dead ass? So before I start mine, I wanted to know if you had anything you wanted to get off your chest that you just want to know, are they fucking dead ass? I did. I was going to talk about it next week. It really pissed me <laughs> off. Um, I went to Wendy's mm-hmm. last night or the night before. And I have a, a bad pet peeve. Like when you're driving, you're not supposed to block an intersection. Oh my god, I hate that. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Now the cars are stopped. So I stop. I stayed at the stop sign within the parking lot of the Wendy's, but for the drive-through. So you stay at the stop sign to kind of make a left and go to the drive-through. Mm-hmm. But there's another entrance that you can kind of like straight go into the drive-through. I've been sitting there for a minute. I'm on the phone, and or I was listening to something. I think I was podcast probably, <laughs> and um. This white lady, because of course I live in Trump City and they just are super entitled, uh, pulls up in front of me. It's actually Halloween night. Mm. So you, she had the kids in the car and everything. Pulls up and blocks the intersection and goes, there's two cars in front of me in the drive-thru, so I would have been the third one, and becomes the third, blocking me, the intersection, and becomes the third. And I'm looking like, What? <laughs> So she proceeds to look at me while I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I know you see me here. So I thought she was going to back up right. and like wait for me to go. So then she can go, no, mm-mm, she just got even more cozy in the spot and stayed there. And I'm in my mind, I got a gun in the car. <laughs> um, I'm like, I could shoot her, you know, I could blow up her car. And that day I was like, 
I would have, if I was from New York, I would have been like, are you dead mm-hmm. ass? Like, bitch, like, what, are what are you fucking doing? kidding me? Here, I was like, I'm finna kill you. But one of those, it showed me again and again, and I, I, I realized that you can't do shit like that on the road. You can't just treat people a certain way because you don't know what they're going mm-hmm. through. If that day I would have found out my husband cheated on me or died or I was just got fired right. from a hedge fund and lost a million dollars. If I felt like that was my day to go, I would have took you and your family right along with me. You, she didn't know I had a gun right next right. to me. Yeah. So, and then it's like for, to look at me and entice me and just not give a fuck. Like, hmm, you'll be all right. You can go after me. And for some reason that day went is was hella slow. So I was there for like 30 <laughs> minutes in the drive through but I was listening to my podcast. I was fine. But it's very imperative to know like, be careful because it could have went a completely different way. And, you know, thank God for her. I'm pregnant and, you know, I love the Lord and I don't want to go to jail. Actually, I'm more scared. Right. What would she have done if you would have like just started banging on her window? Called the cops and said there's a black person outside her window. But it's like you people don't realize what they do to trigger others. Like it's always, oh, oh she's sure. crazy. But what did you do to make me act this way? What'd you do? Right. But that's what that's the thing that we cannot let others others actions dictate how we react uh, react. Mm-hmm. You know we can't. I don't know how someone's gonna react. So that's why I have to be careful. But when someone reacts in a fucking negative way, you ask for it. But on the other end, am I willing to take the consequences that come with the reaction? Right. Right. And the consequences of me shooting or banging on the window or acting up would have been you know going into labor early, getting into a fight, going to jail. None of it was worth it. For a fucking chicken sandwich. <laughs> I mean, the chicken sandwich is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, and, it was, and it was still great a car later. <laughs> but it's just ridiculous. Hopefully they spit in her food. Oh, I hope her order was fucked up. And she didn't realize I until she got home. I hope they fucked everything up. <laughs> <laughs> Karma's a bitch. She, she probably got a flat tire. <laughs> she definitely did. She definitely did. <laughs> um, so for my dead ass, um, we kind of spoke on this earlier. So I wanted to talk about how the idea that mothers don't deserve a break. Right. So. Oh, fuck them people over it. And that, that recently idea. earlier in October, I went to Puerto Rico for two days for my friend's birthday. Hello, I was jealous. It was so much fun. I had an amazing time. It was great. I was only in Puerto Rico for two days and literally. So we left Tuesday. I dropped off my son to my mom on Tuesday morning. We left Tuesday. I spent all day in Puerto Rico Wednesday. I picked up Ethan Thursday night. So really, he was only without me for maybe 36 hours, like if we want to really think about it. (laughs) But people were really out here saying, oh, how are you going to leave your son? You were just, um, you just got back from Florida because we got back from Florida. And I left Mm -hmm. like two days later. You just got back and you're just going to leave your son wherever. You know, he has school. He has this and he has that. And it's like, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. I never realized that mothers couldn't enjoy their lives as well. I was Stephanie before I was Ethan's mom. right? Right. And as long as he's taken care of, as long as he's safe, as long as he's well fed, what I can't enjoy 36 hours without my kid. Like, I'm with my you know, son all I think the fucking time. <laughs> as long as your bills are paid, you're not needing help from anybody, your money's coming in, your son is fine, you're eating, he's eating, there's nothing anybody can say. You know? As long as your shit, it, you're not needing anything from anybody, baby, 
you can't tell me a damn thing. So whenever I would take my vacations or I would be out working, which I did a lot when Ayana was younger because my parents, especially my dad, was like obsessed with mm-hmm. keeping her. And she would travel with my parents a lot. Um, I would take my vacations. Now, if I was sitting here needing something from somebody, I can see how they could have something to say. But outside of mm-hmm. that, suck my dick. You don't own anyone's explanation. It's just, right, do you want to explain yourself? Sure, you can. Do you have to? No. All I know is that the only time I've, I remember being like judged by someone, um, and I just remember me saying, do you pay my bills? Or have I ever asked you right. for a dime? The only one of the times my dad did have some mistakes because I needed him to keep eye on. <laughs> and I was doing something I'm like, but I need to work to pay my bills. He's like, oh, now you need me? And I remember being like, you know what? I'll go find me a babysitter. Right. Like, screw you. And I did that. But when if you need someone, mm-hmm. and I remember when I would need my parents, then it was like, I got to keep up with whatever they got to say. Yeah. You know, or they have their opinions. Now I'm like, I got to hear their fucking opinion because I need them to watch her for me to go to but work. But even then, that's different. Because these are your parents, right? They actually know you. These are people I don't fucking know. I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh, I don't give a damn as my parents are not. If you're not doing shit for mm-hmm. me, you can kiss my ass and suck a bag of dicks because you're not going to sit here and have no opinions over what I got to do if I don't need you. Parents are not. I mean, that's true. Friends, stranger, parents, like, do not come at me. I am grown. And if I am not needing you for anything, do not have an opinion, at least to my face. <laughs> you can have it with everybody else in your little cheese mess or whatever with your little friends, but keep me out Well, of people it. are always going to talk, right? People love right. to talk. And I'm just getting in a space where I'm trying to not care about what people say. Yeah, for what? Does it affect you? Not really. So why are you putting energy because towards I'm, that? Because I'm a cancer and I'm emotional and I'm crazy. You know, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's, it's just it's a balance. So if you know you're that type of person and you know you're that type of emotional person, balance it out and see what, like what when should you react to certain things and just choose when to react. Because you can still choose. You could be a cancer, but you still have your choice as to what to react and what not to react to. And then also, I think it also has to do with, I mean, when it comes to my son, and I've said this before, you can talk about me being a hoe. You can talk about me doing this, me doing that. I don't give a fuck because I know I'm not, right? But when it comes to my son, right. there's always like, there's always, it's like a trigger. You know what I'm saying? So it's a hedge of protection that you have. But I'll also give you some advice on that. That happened to me. And I lost my cool um, last year, yeah. actually. I think I talked about this during an episode. I was doing, I was in a, in a, in a room mm-hmm. where um, there were a lot of big people there. And it was a huge opportunity for me, and I lost it. Ooh. And I went ham, um, talking hella shit, because someone said something about my daughter, and I knew who it was who said it. And at the end of the day, when that finished, I remember feeling so stupid. Mm-hmm. I cried and cried and cried because I gave that person the energy they wanted when writing a blog on in a blog or even talking to people that I might know about my parenting or even my daughter, how does that affect my kid? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change a damn thing. Now, unless you're taking food away from my right. kid, money out of my pockets, or you're physically threatening us, I have to learn to ignore it. So you can say, you can call my kid any any name in the book, or you can be out there speaking behind a fake page. And I had to learn that I could have lost a huge opportunity mm-hmm. and I could have gotten really bad back backlash if I didn't have that. 
if I didn't have the connections to get that deleted. Mm. You know, if that would have made it onto the airwaves, it would have been pretty bad for me. Probably would have been like the beginning and the end of my career. Wow. Yeah. All off of my reaction to words. And it's like it's like what what we were talking about earlier. Like you have to really understand why you're reacting the way you're reacting and try to circumvent mm-hmm. that. Right? So you have to try to avoid it. You have to try to work through it within yourself and just ignore it. Because, I mean, you've said this throughout this whole podcast. You don't care about words, right? No. I mean, and it's it takes a minute to get there. And sometimes they do get mm-hmm. to you. And it's, okay, now I'm about to react or I have reacted. Why did I react this way? And I'm not perfect. There's days that I do react. But I after that specific one last summer, um. I had to really take into consideration how I react can definitely affect me before it affects the person talking about Mm -hmm. me. That's very true. That's very true. Carla's over here dropping all the gems and I knew she would. And that's why (laughs) I needed her here for my 30th episode because my podcast is 30 y'all. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tell my listeners where they can find you. I'm sure they already know, but tell them anyway. Absolutely. So I do have a podcast that's in the shift. So it's shut I'm 30. So you might not be able to hear that one anymore. But there'll be almost 200 episodes that it will always stay live for that show. Um, but I also have a show called Whatever She mm-hmm. Says. Just and launched. I have an I know just launched <laughs> says myself and my boyfriend's just a relationships podcast combined with um humor, I shall say. You can put it that way, right? And then I have Idea to Launch Academy. And that is where I teach you basically everything, podcasting, the ins and outs, how to launch your own podcast in 30 days or longer if you want to take longer. It depends. It's totally um, self-paced. But I'm also opening up an agency with concierge services and full service productions. So that is launching in January. So if you just want to get in front of the mic and do what we're doing right now and then say, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Okay. I said what I had to say and send over a file so everything gets produced for you and done for you. We're opening up that full service agency in January, which I'm really nervous about, but it's just growth and stepping into a, a new realm of things. Jesus Christ. I'm That's nervous. so exciting. And you did all this while pregnant. I just want everybody to realize that, that she did all of this while, <laughs> while making another human. Okay. It's right. not easy, uh, it's not. <laughs> but she's amazing. She is my coach and I bother her all the time, but I think she's okay with it. <laughs> um, I'm fine. As long as I see people doing, working and putting in the work, I don't mm-hmm. mind. Now, if you come to me and you're like, I don't give out free. I do put out a lot of free mm-hmm. information. But aside from that, I don't coach for free because I don't want you asking me a million questions and then you don't do anything right. with it. And even if you do pay for my program and I don't see you doing anything with it, I ignore mm. you. So if I see you, and, and there's plenty of people that they might hear this, hopefully, <laughs> and they're like, why doesn't she answer my DMs? Because I don't see That's you working. Why. And I don't see you putting the effort or the consistency behind it. So why am I going to waste my breath talking mm-hmm. to you? No, I have limited amounts of oxygen at the moment. I can't breathe that well. <laughs> All right, guys. So you can catch me every fine and thick Friday. You can also find me on Instagram, Do I Look Fat Pod, and underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Do I Look Fat. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs>
Black.